Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. In this podcast, we hope that you get the opportunity to connect with other homeschoolers for encouragement, tips, and fellowship. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-rich, Christ-centered education. Join us on this adventure. Hello, Sunny from Sunlight here, and I am being joined today by Brian and Julie. Welcome, you guys. Would you like to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit more about your family? Um, yeah, so I am Julie, and um, we have two children. Uh, we have an 11-year-old and a 10-year-old, and we've been homeschooling for uh, about eight years, um, which we started a little young, but um yeah, so we've been doing that and using Sunlight for the last three years. And my name is Brian, and I actually uh, have the day off today, so it's uh, very exciting to be here with you. We really enjoy uh, the opportunity to homeschool our kids. So what was it that made you guys decide you wanted to homeschool your children, you know, in the first place? And then what was it that ultimately led you to Sunlight? Well, actually, we were just talking about that. So um, when we had first started, uh, when we first met and then when we were dating and everything, um, we just as had said that, you know, uh, when we got married, that we, that was something that we wanted to do. Um, and it's actually kind of funny because my husband's a public school teacher. And so we have a lot of people that kind of can't really understand why we would want to homeschool our children <laughs> since he's a public school teacher. Um, but that was just something that was really important to us from the very beginning. Uh, we both knew that we wanted to be, uh, raising our children with a Christ-centered, um, world focus. We wanted to know what they were being educated, um, like what they were learning. And yeah, so ultimately homeschooling was never um, an option not to do that. That was the only option that we had ever chosen. It gives us the best opportunity to invest in their future as far as uh, preparing them for the adults they're going to be someday, because ultimately that's kind of the big picture. That's the big goal. So uh, we feel like this is the best opportunity to do that. And the way that uh, things have changed uh, in culture, not just talking about COVID recently, but uh, throughout the last couple of decades, we re really feel like this is the best opportunity to uh, guide and direct them in the way that they should go. Yeah, that is great. And what was it that made Sunlight stand out as a curriculum that you wanted to use? I mean, there's a lot of great homeschool curriculums out there. So what was it about Sunlight specifically that you guys decided to go that route? Mm -hmm. um, well, we'd actually been with another homeschool um, group for about four years. And so the group that we were with, um, we uh, had worked at, for me um, in order to kind of be a part of it. It was very expensive financially. And so I had kind of worked my way up and like helping, um, helping teach the curriculum to the kids. And so I was constantly preparing for that. And there was a lot of memorization that went with it. And um, constantly, there was a lot of things that we liked about it, but there was a lot of talk of like, just trust the process, trust the process. Because the process was kind of just a lot of memorization. And it was kind of like, it just, for a lot of people, my, our family included, it wasn't making a lot of sense right from the beginning. And it was like, just hang in there, just trust the process, it'll get better. And so 
I was taking on a lot of like helping teach these other families. And then I finally ended up kind of getting to a place where I was like directing different stuff and it, it wasn't coming together <laughs> in, in my opinion, it was, it was taking a while. And like I said, there was things I liked about it, but a friend of mine, um, she was like, have you ever heard of sunlight? Which I had actually heard a lot about sunlight at that point. Um, I had heard about it for quite a while, just as far as that it was a good curriculum, but I'd heard it had a lot of books and I just didn't know what it looked like. And so one day she invited me over to her house and she opened up her, um, instructor's guide. Yes. She opened up her <laughs> instructor's guide and she started just showing me like how every day, here's what she had to do. And, you know, she had to read these, you know, pages, this and this. And I was so excited. I was just like, this is exactly what I want. Like, it was the instructor's guide, just having that like day by day, here's what we're going to do. And just kind of getting through different things and, and not having to trust the process, but like the process was straightforward. It was like, this is the process. Like every day we're working through this, we're working towards this goal. And I loved it. And so anyways, um, the, we both kind of started talking and my husband's like, what if we just scrapped what we've been doing for all these years? And did this. He's like, what if we did that? And I was like, oh my gosh, I would feel so much better. And right from the get-go, we, I remember when we got our box of sunlight curriculum, I remember his comment. He was like, this is legitimate. Like, this is like, you know, kind of just for us, it was boots on the ground. It was like, it made sense. And every day I just, I loved it. I knew what the um, kind of what was expected of me, not expected, but like how to get through something like that in a year and how to see progress. And I was so excited and I would have to say, um, since using it, we've used it, you know, for a few years now and I just love it every year. I get excited about it and I'm excited through the year. It's good. So that's one of the strongest features is the curriculum guide to be able to have day by day planning to look at it, line it out, because even our daughter can go yeah. and she can grab the, the tools that are needed, the books that are set up for that particular day. She can read what's going on mm -hmm. and come and bring it and set it on the table and preparation is done. So it's yeah. that straightforward that uh, even our 11 year old daughter is invested in that process too. Yeah. In fact, last year, actually, um, I got like sick from, I don't know, COVID or something, but um, so I was sick for like a whole week and the kids were able to just carry on by themselves. Um, and, you know, they'd kind of come in and check on me and stuff and see like, what do they need to do next? But they knew, like, we just have kind of a format of what we do every single day. It's pretty much always the same. And so for them, it wasn't hard to just kind of jump in and take over on that. So it was really, a, a, it was just nice. It's, it's nice even now where for the most part, you know, our days are always the same for, you know, usually, and, and they're able to kind of know what's coming next and kind of get ready. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I love that. I know a lot of times people ask us, like, how do I help my kids become more independent where they can do it on their own? Have you had to do any sort of preparation to get them there? Or were you really just able to hand them the instructor's guide and say, okay, have at it, do your work. Like, how do you um, do that in your well, yeah. So for me, actually, I've kind of come up with um, like I have just little like sticky notes. And so I have different colors for each week. Sometimes I just have like blue and yellow. And so 
for on the top of the sticky note, I just write down, you know, chapter one, you know, and I have like a little spot for each day of the week. And so it's like the next spots, chapter two for the, for Tuesday three. Anyway. So for us, like they can just go grab all the books and they can see where the page tab is and they open to it and they just read that chapter. And then, so they have that idea. And then my daughter actually now um, has helped start like making those little page tabs for the beginning of the week. Cause I kind of got a little too busy. So now she knows she can just look at the instructor's guide and she sees, Oh, okay. I just need to write little page tabs for each one of these books. She puts them in the book and we're ready to go for the week. So um, I think it is actually that straightforward that she's been able to figure it out. Both of them actually, our son, even he kind of gets the idea too. Um, but yeah, she's been more of like a little bit more hands-on. Oh, of course she's the oldest child. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of helps. <laughs> yeah, let's say my firstborn is very much that way too. Like, oh, right. well, I can do this. If I'm yeah, do more this the type way. A and more the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So do you yeah. have your two um, combined in the same HBL program then, because they're close enough in age that you can do that. Can yeah. you kind of tell us what that looks like and any tips you might offer for somebody who's considering whether or not they want to combine their kids in the same program? Yeah, so our children are, since they're homeschooled, our son could be a grade younger or older. He's just kind of right in the middle on that one. So he's essentially we say he's fifth grade, he could be fifth grade or fourth grade, and our daughter is sixth grade. And so they're close enough in age that um, it's just very easy for me to, to teach at one level. And then for our son, I just feel like we can kind of teach down a little bit when we need to, but he, uh, yeah, I don't really feel like there's a huge amount of variance there that he isn't able to understand. I would say for my daughter, because she's a little more advanced in that you know, as far as between the two of them, um, we expect more from her, you know, but it's not to a place where I feel like I'm having to set huge amounts of time aside to teach one one way and one another way. It's just very, yeah, we use the same math for them. Um, so we use Saxon math. And so um, they, they're at different levels there. But um, aside from that, they're doing the science pages together. They're doing a lot of the language arts and History is all the same, so um, yeah. Of course, the advantage with homeschooling, obviously, is that you can repeat subject matter that's necessary. So if that happens to come up, especially for our son with math and stuff like that, yeah. So it can be redone. There's no, there's no issue with repeating a section. You don't have to worry about it. We can come back to it again. So to make sure those skills are developed in that particular area. In fact, actually in that area, that is something that happened last year. We uh, we were getting ready to move on to uh, the next math area, Saxon 5-4. And he had, uh, after we had talked about it, my husband and I, I was just like, if I had to give him a grade, unfortunately, he, he, he failed that uh, math 4-3 um, or uh, yeah. And so we just made the decision like through the summer that we would just every day, like we would just do ha like a lesson. And if he was doing well, we could skip that lesson and go on to the next one. Um, but we ended up going through the entire math lesson, all like the whole book oh, all wow, over again from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And then he started the math five, four um, this year, about midway through, like probably in November, maybe he got into it. 
But when he got to it, Math by Four, he was so excited. Like we kind of had a little celebration for him and we were like, you're moving on to Math by Four. And he, he was happy and now he gets it. I think if we had pushed him though, to be in that next math group for the next year, he would not have got it. And we just, and we kind of both knew that talking about it, we realized it wasn't right to push him through just because he should go on. He needed to kind of get that really good base spot and uh, really figure out what he was supposed to be doing. So. Yeah, I love that you brought that up too, that you don't want to just keep pushing because, oh, it's the next year or it's the next level or whatever, that with homeschool, you really can slow down and, you know, repeat what you need to, to get your child ready to move on to the next level, which is something, you know, kids in school don't really have that chance. They kind of have to move right where the class is moving. So yeah, that is great, that flexibility. Um, and I know that you mentioned, you know, some of the little hiccups when you were transitioning over to Sunlight, but have you ever doubted the decision to homeschool since that was something you planned to do from the beginning or experienced any other challenges? And if so, how did you overcome them? Um, yeah, I would say there's been times where I have had moments where I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired of <laughs> You know, I I would say last year, honestly, uh, with our son with math, it was just really hard. And even like um, with our daughter, that same exact math one, four, three for Saxon, they just introduced a lot of material all at once. And I remember for her, she struggled for him. He struggled. And I remember there was days where we just like it was hard. There was days I just. I would just be like, oh, my word, I just don't want to do this anymore. But um, that's the reality. But the fact is, honestly, I wouldn't change it. Like, you know, I'm glad that we've gotten through those hard days. And in fact, one of the days, it was just seriously a really, really difficult day. And um, I just started praying about it. And I actually went and talked to a friend of mine that was a math major. And she's like, you know, ask me how long it was taking for math. And I don't even want to tell you how long it was taking for math at that point. It was a ridiculous amount of time. And that's, I mean, that was part of our struggle. We were just, just, it was just, every problem was just difficult. And she said, she's like, Julie, you need to cut your, um, cut your math in half, like, and have them do every day, have them do the odd problems. And then the following day, the even problems. And that was seriously the answer. Like for us, I had been just pushing too hard and we were trying to do too much. And the, uh, the things that we were doing were really complex, um, complex thoughts. And so once we pushed, we put it in half, it completely changed. I think my son realized he, like that he could actually meet that expectation and it wasn't quite so difficult. And it changed the uh, atmosphere of our homeschooling for sure. And, and made it a lot more manageable and tolerable. Um, and, and it, yeah, we got through it and it was just wonderful <laughs> to tell you the truth. So, yeah. And there has to be a, you know, there has to be a realistic view of, of life and how things go. You can't think that just because you're homeschooling, it's going to be perfect. You know, I'll sit around and hold hands and sing Kumbaya <laughs> at the kitchen table. It doesn't work that way. And so of course there's ebbs and flows, just like you would have at regular school too. So to understand that going in and not be overwhelmed by the fact that you're going to have some tough days, you're going to have some tough weeks, um, but to know that the end goal is still uh, what you're focused on and, and to be reassured of that, it's important to 
have some balance in there since obviously Julie takes the brunt of the teaching to have some things to alleviate some of that strain that she has during the day. So uh, being able to have them in other activities where they're able to blow some steam and she's able to have some time to recuperate and prepare for the next day ahead. So it's, that's, that's important stuff. There has to be some reality to it, but would we change it? No, we wouldn't change it. No. I would not change it. Well, and, and you know, where my husband's a public school teacher, he sees that a lot of pushing kids through to the next grade when they are not completely, um, they don't un understand what they're learning. And he he has a lot of different situations that come up where just even some of those basic fundamentals, they have no idea why they know what they know or why they're learning what they're learning and that they don't know what they don't know. And I think it's just so important to be able to just, yeah, like if you're having a time um, where your child is just not getting it to, to just be able to say, it's okay. You know, and like with our son, when we, when we made that decision not to move him on to the next grade, he was really sad, but we just kept coming back to him and saying, it's totally okay. Like we would, we weren't trying to make it as a punishment. We just said, you know, like we just, we need to like help you have that good foundation so that you can learn this stuff. And, and um, yeah, so we just kept going through it and we had our daughter doing some of the math through the summer too, and try not trying to just single him out, you know, but um, it, yeah, I can honestly say when he moved up, he had a different confidence level there and he was, he was just happy to like, to know that he had accomplished it and yeah. that he did move on um, well. And so, yeah, that was huge rather than just being pushed on because I think it would make you feel worse going into the next year and failing and failing and, and not doing well versus, you know, seeing, oh man, I need to put some more time into this and, uh, and actually get my head around this. So yeah, I think it was good. So yeah. that is so true. And you said that you don't regret the decision to homeschool at all. So what has been the best thing about homeschooling or maybe something you weren't expecting that has come about because you homeschool your kids? Um, I think, I don't know. I just think it's really fun every day to see, uh, just kind of where they're at and with both of our kids, you know, um, like our daughter, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just neat to see some of those things, just those little everyday things that we do to hear their answers to those things, to hear them, like uh, what their thoughts are on some of the different curriculum. Um, like right now we're going through world war II, and just to hear both of them, like really getting some of the information about what happened during that time. And I just the day by day stuff is really amazing because, you know, we look at it, we're like, oh my word, our daughter is going to be 12 years old, you know, and our son is going to be, you know, it's like, it's just it, the time really truly goes by quickly. And to, I am so thankful to see that day by day progression and day by day little thoughts on just assignments or yeah, just little things that they've learned. So, and some of the other things that are fun are just um, a lot of the time they've been able to be involved in activities that they might not have been able to be involved in um, if they were in public school. And so it's just kind of fun to be able to go with them to those different things and be a part of that. So I think with some of the lessons that opens up uh, relational uh, connection. So when you're talking about parts of history, talking about war, talking about slavery, you can intersperse things that are going on from your own family history and how that relates directly so you can 
have that conversation with them, like your grandfather served in World War II, or how did this affect uh, your uh, great great uncle back in history? So those connections make it personal, and it's that relational part that's the valuable part of homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've had a lot of things too, like recently. Um, so one of the parts for the reading, um, the reading guide is of reading through Proverbs. And so um, that has been kind of fun too, to just kind of pause and like, we'll go over a different verse and we're like, hey, what did you think about this? You know, or what do you think about that? And um, just, I don't know, it's just, it's just neat. Some of those things where you get to be a part of that and kind of get to be watching your children have more critical thinking skills and um yeah it's pretty cool so yeah and seeing what they're learning that's great right. yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I love that. yeah because I feel like a lot of parents yeah if their kids go to school they may or may not realize everything that they're learning right yes and, and I have to ask Brian you as a teacher do you ever come home and then want to help teach the kids or are you done teaching by the end of the day? Like, how do you guys kind of do that? I know Julie, you're the primary homeschool teacher, but you know, I, I would think it would be hard with you as a teacher to, to be completely hands-off. So how do you guys kind of work that out? Do you both teach or take turns or is there anything that you specifically do? Uh, Julie specifically takes the the heavy load of teaching, obviously, because by the time I get home, we're looking at five o'clock. And so most of it's already done by the time I get home. Uh, there are times uh, where I have been home to be able to step in and be a part of that. Um, but at the same time, it's also you don't want to overrun the person who's invested all that time and tell them that this is now what we're doing, but there are opportunities to teach in different field areas. Um, my specific area with health and PE, um, definitely we talk about that, but those conversations happen more in the evening time. So it's not structured curriculum time that we have during the day, but it might be evening conversations that we discuss things like we've been talking about, that sensitive area of uh, physical anatomy and sex education. So uh, that part has come up. So it gives opportunity to have those conversations. It's been really nice because I feel like there's a lot of time too for the kids to kind of process what they've been thinking. And so when he comes home in the evening, you know, questions will usually be like, what was the uh, one of the things that you learned about today, what was the most interesting thing? What was the subject you learned about in science or, and it's kind of nice just to have that him have, you know, maybe no idea what happened. And then for, for me to hear like some of their answers of like what they, they heard, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting that that was their takeaway from that thing or whatever. Um, but I think there, there's kind of a an agreement that we've made where she is the teacher and the principal and I'm the superintendent. So uh, <laughs> I oversee the operation, uh, but she has full reign and she has uh, the ability to discipline and do those type of things. If there's anything that goes beyond that, then I may step in and, and uh, make sure that uh, the kids understand what needs to happen. But uh, she definitely uh, has the talents and abilities and capabilities to do that teaching. And so I let her definitely do that. Yeah, well, great. Well, thank you both for joining me today. This has been so much fun to hear how you homeschool with sunlight.
Thank you for joining us here on the Sunlight Connections podcast. You can also visit Sunlight Curriculum on social media, in our Sunlight app, or at sunlight.com. I am Sunny from Sunlight, reminding you to tune in next time.